Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. Uh, what's new, Derek? Anything? Anything fun? Anything exciting? Anything happening at all? <laughs> no? That's a lot of questions. <laughs> Who, what, where, when, why, how, and whatever. how much? And whatever. Yeah. <laughs> what's happening? Not much. Not much. Awesome. Awesome. Busy weekend, that's for sure, which we'll get yes, into. Yes, I'm still recovering. Uh, I... Got some new maps and whatnot. I've been doing some research, uh, looking at summer trips, and we booked ah, our, yes. our times and stuff. We're changing our holidays this year, as, as I've said before. Is usually we, as a family, would do like a two week holiday. Yeah, uh, it ends up being like eighteen days when you add in the extra holiday Monday and yeah. weekends and all that. So we always end up with about eighteen days. But uh, we're doing things different this year. We're spreading our vacation out over the entire summer, mm-hmm. from June till October. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess that's more than summer, but, uh, yeah, so all the way shoulder to shoulder, we're doing little four day trips here, two day trips there, a seven day trip, uh, seven, eight, nine day trip sort of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're just, we're spreading stuff out like that. Um, that way, you know what, like we can, everybody can accommodate each other sort of deal and, uh, we're not all trying to schedule the four of us to go away for like 18 days, which last year, the, the Rocky Mountain trip. Yeah was hit or miss. <laughs> it was touch and go at some points and uh, we weren't sure if it was actually going to happen, but uh, no, I did. But uh, this year is, we're just going to change things up. Now, I think that like, we'd talked saying like last year was going to be our last big family oh, yeah, yeah, vacation, yeah. Yeah. right? And uh, so I said, well, this year, you know, the, the wife and I are going to go on a couple of trips, just the two of us or two of us and friends, that sort of stuff. I'll take each of the kids on a separate little canoe trip and mm-hmm. whatnot, and then do a couple on my own as well. So Tracy hasn't normally done much camping in the past, has she? Camping, yes. Car yeah. camping. Car camping, yes. She's only been on one canoe trip. So that, and that's what you're going to get her more into. And that's this year. what I get. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So we're going to do some more stuff. Uh, get the well. Now that we got all the canoes and the kayak and all that, maybe we can get yeah. in. Do a yeah, um, whole fleet. Yeah, I got a whole fleet now. Um, <laughs> welcome to Sean's Marina, and uh, but now everybody's got something to paddle, right? Because there'll yeah. be two of them in the in the prospector. Okay. One of them can paddle the Osprey, and then we got the touring kayak. So between the th- the the three boats, we can all paddle something, exactly, and there's yeah. enough for everybody, and there's enough for all the gear and yeah. and that sort of stuff. Um, so it'll be different. That'll it'll be a different spin on everything, but we can all go backcountry now. Mm-hmm. Right, as opposed to car camping. Yep. So for anybody that's looking to get out of canoe camping and is looking for a pop-up trailer, there might be one on the market <laughs> soon. <laughs> there might be one on the market soon. For our planning, we, uh, we've we always done it this way, is we always just kind of, eh, what's available? So we always, we always just wing it at the last minute. And uh, it's just what works for us, right? Yeah. Well, you know what, and that's what works, and that's what works. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, we're usually a bit more um, organized with stuff yeah. that way and, you know, planned out. There's a couple of trips that I always do every year sort of thing. So right off the bat there, you know, there's a couple of days gone for that. And yeah. We try to we try to match up stuff with an extra day on the long weekends, that okay. sort of stuff. So, so you kind of run into some problems with there because everybody else has got that extra day as well. <laughs> you know, so maybe you throw a Thursday to Monday yeah. on it. So, cause most people will leave the Friday or something, right? Yes, exactly. So we take the Thursday as well. And that way you end up with a five day weekend instead of just a four day <laughs> weekend or a three day weekend. Yeah. So we're doing that. 
But uh, going through a bunch of maps, <clears throat> usually we end up just one or two places, but this year, I'm probably going to take one of the kids to Bice Lake in Algonquin. Uh, I've been up there oh, numerous times. That's uh, that's pretty much the most, it, like, probably seven times out of ten that I go to Algonquin Park, I go to Bice Lake. Good trout fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it's a nice, quiet lake, and I like the scenic. simple access to yeah. it. It's, oh yeah, it's yeah. easy, quick access. You're yeah. you're like three lakes in, so you don't see a lot of people. And it's a it, te- it you, yeah, it, it tends to be a through lake. Yes, right. Yeah. But yeah, we've always got some really nice fish in there, and you can do some day trips from there as well. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm looking at that one. Um, Killarney, uh, gonna go there. Right now, I'm tossing up either. Go twice. I'm looking at two routes right now, so I'm either going to do both of them, yep. or have to pick one. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see what happens to that one. That's where I went with uh, with Mike Burns last year, mm-hmm. last, last July. Yeah, and I was looking at Philip Edward I- uh, Island, right? Yeah, Philip Edward Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, you can park. There's the access point, and you can go between the island and the mainland, but then you can come out around it. So you can totally circumnavigate it, right? And that's what we did. Yeah, and it's the Georgian Bay part that people are, they're like, mm. Yeah, it's uh, its because there's so much room. It's a large lake, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's a lot of uh, buildup of waves. So if you get bad weather, you could get windbound easily, yeah. right? Yeah, And uh, so we uh, we took the, the, while we had the good weather, we we uh, circumnavigated uh, counterclockwise and we came along between the, the bay and and Philip Edward Island and so there was a little bit of a swell but like it, it was funny because uh and I think about when we talked about it last year about this trip it's uh we saw no other canoes we were the only ones with yeah. a canoe and it, it, it was kayaks everywhere but it's it's the right place location for kayaking right it's only what four hours there to get there to drive yeah so like four or five hours yeah so that'd be a good day trip thing day trip yeah leave early in the morning go up there paddle the georgian bay side see what's there and then head back there's a lot there's a lot of area like for i don't think well you wouldn't do the whole island yeah but you get out up there and at least get a lay of the land right yeah i'd do at least a one-nighter because like more too just because it's uh there's so much to see and i think you'd be uh well think about it you're with with gas stops and whatnot, you're five hours there, and then five hours back. That's ten hours of your day. It's not. I don't think it's a good day trip. Location. I do twenty four hour days. Yeah. <laughs> so that leaves me fourteen hours of paddling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't see your issue. <laughs> you're there first light. You leave it last light. Yes. <laughs> you're always driving in the dark. I don't see your issue. Um. So yeah. So uh, I was looking at a couple of spots there. One of them being. Uh, uh, Philip Edward Island. And so if you guys paddled that, if you started on the, the, I guess that would be the South East side. Yeah. And uh, you south, went to, we started at the, the, uh, the Western tip of Philip Edward Island. Close to Killarney. Yes. Okay. So town. you didn't park and then come through that giant channel between the land and the island. No. No. Okay. That's how we got back. We okay. circled and went. So through when the you came around the the the, the tip of um, 
Philip Edward and came back along that channel. Yeah. How long did it take you to get from one end of the island to the other? I think it was uh, two days. Was that two days to get yeah, there? But there were not that long a days. And we did a lot of exploring too. Yeah. Like we did some hiking, some camping. There's there's a lot of stuff to see. Hmm. Yeah, just, like I said, I've just been looking at maps and that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to check out that anyway. Tomogamy, there's Obabika and Lady Evelyn. I'm tossing up between the two of those. I call it Obabika, but I'm not Again? sure what Obabica? the proper way to say it. Obabika is probably Obabica. 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 Yeah, the, Obabica. That's the uh, yeah. that's the location that me and the guys from work go to every year, yeah. right? So we're up there in, in now, Solace. Is it Silver Peak that's up there? Silver Peak is in Killarney. It's in Killarney. Yeah. Which one is up in oh, um, Ishpatina Ridge, Ishpatina. the highest uh, point in Ontario. That's it. I've been there a few times too. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're uh, yeah, Oba- yeah, you're right, Obabaka. Um or Lady Evelyn, though. I'm tossing up between the two of those up in Tomogamy. That's the one I want to do with the family. Mm-hmm. Right? If we go, if we drive up, um, there's, we can, I do believe, launch at the top of Lady Evelyn Lake. Okay. That's a big lake, but there's a lot of paddling in there. It's a, it's a long drive. You might want to use two days to do this trip. Oh, tom- we do Tomogamy in a half a day. We've been to Tomogamy before. Yeah? Yeah, there and back in a day. Easy. It's like um, a six or eight hour drive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you're such a girl. <laughs> so, so, it's not a day trip. It is a day trip. Um, your day trips and my day trips are a lot different. Because, see, I travel at night so that I'm on the water first light. And then I got a full day. And then I'm off just we, before dark. Almost every time we've gone up, we uh, we drive through it the day, and we're usually pulling in and setting up tent at like eleven o'clock at night. Yeah. Sometimes. See, why would you do that? So then we're leave ready to night. jump off first thing in the morning. I'll leave at night, and then you're there first thing in the morning. We've done that too. But and then you're yeah. Everybody has their own ways of it. Yeah. I just prefer to do it. I leave at night. I don't have to deal with any traffic. All the morons are usually at home sleeping, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have to deal with them. I get up there with the time the permit office opens. I get all my stuff. We're on the water. You make it a, a decent day. You set up camp. You have a good snooze. You get up in the morning. And you keep on going. <laughs> yeah. On one of the trips that we did, we uh, we were supposed to go do the uh, Petawawa River in Algonquin Park. We're mm-hmm. going to go up by the observatory and and run the Petawawa. Go up on uh, Traverse. Yeah, yeah, we're going to start in Traverse. So we drove. We we left. I'm not sure what time we left, but we we pulled into the Outfitters at like 6 a.m., 5 a.m., and then uh, you know there was we got up there. There was all these storms we were driving through, and uh, so when we he he was uh, he had no power. All the power was out, and uh, he he said as soon as we showed up, we waited for him to open. He says, "Oh, I don't think you're going to do your trip." It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I guess there was a huge storm, and there was people trapped between down trees on the road to uh, Lake Traverse. So they were sending teams out with chainsaws to cut up the trees so the people could get out of the park. We were at Pog Lake one year. Well, we were actually in a crow. Yeah. And that big tropical storm where the edge of it hit. Yeah. And then we, that's the year we had to come out in the water taxi because it was so bad. Okay. And then we got back to Pog Lake where 
my wife and daughter were in the trailer. Yeah. Um, like people were, oh, half the people left. Half of them were drying out gear in the laundry room or in the bathrooms <laughs> with the hair, the hair dryers and hand dryers and all that sort of stuff. But uh, we did a day trip around to the Barren Canyon, and that's exactly what it was. Oh, yeah? There was, like, you're doing, like, the old, as we say, doing the Mario Andretti. You're weaving in and out, and, <laughs> like, you're a race car driver going down the road because they'll cut the tree in half to clear half the road. Yes. Yeah. Right? And then move on to the next. So at least there is yeah. a path, although, and then they'll come and get rid of the other halves. So while we're there, they said that uh, getting teams in there to clear the road, it was going to be at least a day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we looked at each other and said, well, what do you want to do? And we had picked up two canoe rentals. We had, we were renting Royal X or whatever canoes because we were going to run the Petawawa. And we just, on a whim, we said, oh, Sturgeon River. So we went up to Ababaka and we left at like nine. We uh, did some stops and whatever. We got in and we set up camp in a gravel. Because you would have had to go all the way around. Yeah. Yeah, we went up north of the Algonquin Park. Yeah. So we, uh, I think we pitched, we get into a, we found a gravel pit the highest point we could go into the park and uh we set up tents at like 11 30 12 o'clock at night <laughs> <laughs> it's like <"Woo." laughs> we're here oh man good times yeah. Eh? oh yeah <laughs> yeah so but it was just on a whim we just no sometimes you gotta do, do that yeah um tobermory that's definitely a well, you could do a Tobermory in a day. Yeah, yeah. If you're just going to do, if you like, you'd maybe do a little bit of kayaking and yeah. and over the wrecks and stuff yeah. like that. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. So there's a day trip. Maybe stay in a hotel or bed mm-hmm. and breakfast or something yeah. like that for make it a weekender sort of thing. But uh, yeah, you could definitely do that in a day. Yeah. French River. We'll look at something into there. Um, there's a couple other little routes I want to try through there and maybe oh, okay. go. Instead of heading down to Georgian Bay, you can go. What's that? I guess east. So go under the highway as opposed to heading towards oh, yeah, Georgian yeah. Bay. Yeah. I'm just trying to picture it on a map. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> east west because you can't just say go that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then possibly uh, the Kortha Highlands up by oh, Peterborough. Oh yeah, yeah. There's yeah. some some routes through there I've been made aware of. Yeah. That. Uh, be nice to try exploring something in there. You know, I used to go to the Kortha. Me and Siobhan have been to the Kortha Highlands a few times, right? I've never and, been. But we we haven't been since they became an operational park. Yeah. We've I've, always I've been there when you did. You didn't book anything. You just first come, first served. You get in there and, and find your campsite and hope for the best, right? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, we've been in there a few times. There's a, there's a couple lakes that I really like in there and a couple weird portages and... There's a, there's one portage as you're heading towards Serpentine Lake. It's like, it just kind of, you're, you're coming along the portage and suddenly there's a road and a field and it's like, where'd the portage go? And so everybody seems to just disperse when they come through that portage and everybody I think gets lost. So we wandered around that field until at the far end of the field, we're tightened back up again. The portage showed up. So we lost like an hour and a half Ugh. looking for the portage, wandering through this big field. So you probably like, just go straight through that field. If you just go straight through the field, now I know. <laughs> <laughs> and now I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this must be the field he's we, talking about. We walked both directions on the road looking for some sort of trail. 
And then we says, well, the, the according to the map, it's that way. So it's got to be through this field. So we wandered the field and then we just kind of went over a rise and a couple dips until finally, hey, hey look, there's the portage again. <laughs> we lost so much time. <laughs> oh, that's a killer. That's a killer. So, yeah, I never, I've never been there. So I'm thinking, you know what, I'll maybe check that out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my October trip, which is like a five-day fall trip. Yeah. That one's probably going to be a kayaking trip somewhere. Okay. Um, I'd even thought about, because I've got to be thinking the swells on Lake Superior are getting pretty big that time of year. Mm-hmm. That might be a cool place to take the kayak. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Lake Superior. Yeah. <laughs> so that might, uh, that might, that <laughs> might be the destination. Yeah. <laughs> Try so surfing. That's, that's still, uh, that one's still up in the air, but, yeah. uh. Yeah, an October trip is is definitely going to be a kayaking trip. Just not sure where. Mm-hmm. So, other than that, what do you got on the on uh, the go? Well, we're definitely uh, we always try and go to either like Little Eagle Lake, Magnetowan, Ralph Bice, yep. Hambone. We usually go to that area at least once a year. Right. So uh, it's and it's we're at the point now where the kids uh, we've got them all bug jackets and we're going to start getting them out earlier in the season when there's when the bugs are bad. Just to see how they handle I go it. I Father's Day weekend it. every year. Oh, yeah? They don't get much worse than that. It's mid-June. <laughs> early early to mid-June. <laughs> so we're going to get them out there. Um, I want to... Work, of course, I'm going to go back up to Tomogamy uh, again in the fall with the guys from work. And as well in the fall, um, Martin Garster is uh, organizing a, um, a trip. We think, we think we're going to do the Des Moines. Yeah? Yes. That Starting... Sounds, uh, go right through Quebec? Yeah. Yeah. So, and so that sounds like the, the destination. It sounds like there's a, there's a lot of like class one, class two, and there's lots of easy portages around the class three stuff if we can't run it because we're, we're all, uh, fairly new at the, uh, white water. Well, actually Martin's, he's got a lot more experience on his belt. He now. does now. Yeah. He did the mountain river last year and, but, uh, I don't get to use my white water skills much, so I don't have that much confidence. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, you scout it, see what, how safe it is. You're going to start getting out with them more on weekends. In. Yes. Do some day trips if you don't mind driving. Yes. Well, I don't like that. <laughs> I, I prefer to, well, but. So the, you can sleep, he can drive, you guys can have some white water stuff <laughs> yeah. and then you can sleep again. <laughs> I, I like longer trips though. It's, it seems like a waste of time to do a day trip. It's like you're, you're well, just if too you're, much go, you, go, go. You know what though? Like um, I've been doing that forever that, yeah. you know, like if, if that's. If that's the only way you're getting out, mm-hmm. maximize your time. Do it. Yeah. You know, I I got, uh, well, I did a trip. Man, Mackenzie was just a little guy. They were all up, on, there was a bunch of them up on Manitoulin. Okay. Or sorry, Manitou. North, yes. uh, northwest side of yep. Algonquin there. And they all went up and I only had two days. So Mackenzie and I jumped in the truck, went all the way up, paddled in. Spent the night, paddled out the next day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why would you come all that way? Because you know what? It's more the journey. Yes. Driving, you know, yeah. we're chatting about stuff, we're yeah. joking and all that sort of. So it was, it was yeah, an entire weekend. It was more than just the, the time we were paddling. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but, that, and that's the way I look at it is the minute I leave the house, the journey started, mm-hmm. whether I'm yeah. on the water or not. Yeah. But if you've only got a day. Then find somewhere and like, I mean, my evenings and, and if I do only have like a half a day or something, I'm going to be all over, um, Duffins Creek, Lake Ontario yes, absolutely, yeah. and all that, so, like everything close. I'm going to be mm-hmm. hitting that up like 
nobody's yeah. business because I've got all the different craft to, to use mm-hmm. now, right? Do the canoe pulling up Duffins Creek, do the canoeing through there, do the kayaks out on the lakes yeah. and all that. So cool. If you're only got a couple of, a little bit of time. So, so yeah, hit up Martin and say, dude, let's go up for a, a mm-hmm. day or. Yeah. Yes. There's uh there's also uh in near Quartha Highlands is uh the Massasauga River. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Anyways, there's a few good uh, whitewater spots there that, and I, I've done that in the past where you just go up for a day and do yeah, some whitewater. Yeah, so a couple hours yeah, from home. Yeah, just a couple hours, right? So, yeah. That's it? See what I, no, I've got, uh, last thing is uh, I, I want to get back to Killarney and, and I want to kayak around Phillip Island. So mm-hmm. that's, that's one of the goals this year. I don't know how much time I'll have to do it. Like uh, when I went with Mike, we uh, we circled Philip, but we had I can't remember how long we were going. It was over a week, I think, or just about a week. But we did uh, a couple days around Philip Edward Island, and then a couple of days in the park. Yeah, but I'm just gonna I just want to go up and do Philip Edward Island, right? So maybe you do a, a three day trip or four day trip, and just because I want I want to get start doing more kayaking now. Well, and see, I was looking at the Bustards. Off of in uh, French, I keep want to say Frenchman's Bay because that's around the corner from us, uh, the French River. Oh, okay. Going out straight out from the Bustards from there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd mm-hmm. be nice. So I mean, that's Wouldn't you're looking at two days to get way. there. I don't know. They said there. Somebody said there was a bunch of cottages on it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I wouldn't think there would be, but I guess so. I've not been there, so hmm. I don't know. But uh, something to look at either this year or next year, anyway. Yeah. So last weekend. Uh, the one that just passed, we were at the Ontario Backcountry Canoe Symposium. What did yes. you think of it? Oh, it's always a good time. Like it's, uh, it's. I'm disappointed that I've never gone to these things in the past. Like this is only the second time I've been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although it's, I think I've bought tickets to go at many least times, four, <laughs> at least four or five times. You got to support the guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, our Jedi Master of Canoe Polling was there, Stephen Coots. Uh, talking about canoe polling and yeah. and whatnot. It's really cool to see him up there giving a, yeah, a presentation. Yeah, he did really on, good. Yeah. He, was, he was telling me He's he was really nervous. Speaker. Yes, he is a fantastic yeah. speaker. Yeah, as but, nervous as he is, eh? Yeah, he was telling me how nervous he was about doing it, and uh, he did a fantastic job. I thought so. Uh, it was nice, like I say, it was nice to see him up there. And, and a lot of people were quite interested in it, too. Yeah. So And it sounds like there's a bunch of them that want to uh, hit him up for some... Um, some lessons. Well, yeah, well, the, all the girls are going to do, uh, so uh, Sarah de Gregorio, she's going to start planning a, a girl's yeah. canoe polling It's trip. like the social media yeah. group yeah. That, that we know. Exactly. Is, yeah, there's going to so get five awesome. or six they, girls they, there. and It's it's fun to get out in a group and take classes and courses like mm-hmm. that, right? And and I, I it's, it, it's one of those things that it's, the social part of it is just as important as the learning part of it, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, it was a lot of fun. Uh, freeze dried ice cream. <laughs> what, so Gail of sometimes yeah. eventful and we hashtag we get outside from yeah. Twitter. Her and her husband, Alex bought, uh, it's Alex, I do believe, yeah. bought, um, a freeze, a freeze dry machine and they made, they've done chicken and pork chops and all that, yeah. but they did ice cream sandwiches. That's amazing. I refer to it as Spaceman ice cream. Yes. Astronaut ice but cream. But they're like, uh, like you know, the, the the foamy toffee that you can buy, like mm-hmm. that crunchy toffee. So sponge toffee. Sponge toffee. So it's just like that, but yeah. it's obviously ice cream. Yeah. So they just took uh, Costco ice cream sandwiches and freeze dried them. Yeah. And it's like 
I, I don't. <laughs> it's it's amazing. I didn't know you could uh, have a machine like that as a, as a non-commercial entity, right? You pay for it though. Yeah, three it's like three grand thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's it's cool. It really is a cool piece of technology, but. Yeah, unless no. you are going to... Unless you're independently wealthy or if you win the lottery. <laughs> or you're using it for everything and going yes. on a lot of trips. I, yeah, exactly. I don't like, think... I could see, I'll stick with my dehydrator. I could see how an outfitter yeah. or somebody like that yeah. would uh, would buy a machine. And, and then when you, uh, like Black Feather or something, right? They could freeze dry the food that they send out with the teams. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Rather and than buying... It's a lot less weight. Well, Jim Baird's just headed north. And yeah. he's got all that freeze-dried food that he bought. Yeah. Yes. Well, he could have just made his own. Exactly, yeah. At this point, mm-hmm. right? So, so yeah, there comes wait. a point where... And she was telling me, she was, uh, she was talking about all... Uh, she, they showed me pictures, her and her husband showed me pictures of uh, freeze-dried chicken and stuff like that. Yeah. And they said that uh, it looks... When it's freeze-dried, it still looks like a chicken breast. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's no different. It doesn't look any different except all the water weight's gone. And she said you just soak it in water for about five minutes and it and soaks the water back up just like a sponge and you when you reheat it and you cut it it's just like it was never freeze-dried it's just right back to natural hmm. she said you can't tell the difference I wonder if you can rent them huh might be worth a try just to check it out it's you know that try before you buy type thing yeah because uh, it's so just try it while you do all your seasons dehydrating <laughs> or, or freeze drying and they go no I don't want it and return Wonder it how long you could keep something like that for for example freeze dried chicken yeah how long did it take if like a could, couple of days or but no I mean how long you could keep it store it oh you mean like the chicken like if you yeah. did chicken how long does it till you got to eat it yeah that I don't know because all the moisture's gone and that's the that's the risky part right so if it's freeze dried I wonder if you keep it tightly sealed so no moisture gets in i imagine it could be good for a long time mm-hmm. it wouldn't be the same as a commercial entity because they also add preservatives yeah right Which, but if you had one of those uh ziploc freezer you know that sucks all the air in the vacuum yeah, yeah. yeah it sucks all the air out and then heat seals it sort yeah, of thing yeah that would make sure there's no air in anything exactly. getting in yeah so but i'm sure you could if, if you did in the spring all your stuff for summer yeah yeah. And then you packed your freeze dryer, or you you gave it back, said you wasn't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> not I, what I expected. I, yeah, it's not what I expected. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that was pretty cool to hear. Yeah, can you imagine having chicken breast on like your tenth day of your camping trip? Mm-hmm. Way out in the backcountry. Yeah, they got chicken breast tonight. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, like I say, I, I mean, I've done the same sort of thing with uh, the dehydrator. Yeah. I think maybe it just takes longer to rehydrate. And, you know, I've, uh, we, me and my wife, we have a dehydrator. And so we do all kinds of vegetables because she's a little bit crazy about getting the kids and vegetables when we're camping, right? Yeah. So usually around lunchtime, we throw whatever vegetables we want for that night into a Nalgene bottle and just let it soak for the rest of the day until supper time, right? Yep. But the vegetables are still rubbery. They just, yeah. it, it's vegetables not, never it's not come the back same. Right. Yeah. It just, yeah. it's not the same. No. Uh, I did pick up a VSSL flask. Yes, I see from that. mancamping.ca. He was there, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, kind of <laughs> it's like a metal flask. It, it looks is like a flashlight. You know what? It, there's a there's the flashlight at the bottom. It does uh, high beam, low beam, and yeah. SOS. 
Um, it's got the cylinder you put your booze in. Yeah. Not a really thick one. Uh, there's a compass on the top. The bottom screws off. There's basically a little metal cup. Yeah, little glass. Expanding shot glass. There's two shot glasses. Yeah. There's a bottle opener yeah. in it. So you, you take a little bit of booze with you and you can sip it. Yeah. It's like scotch, you know. You're yeah. going to take a little bit of scotch. So you're going to have a, you know, a little shot of yeah. scotch. You're not going to yeah. guzzle it sort of deal. So it'll last a little, a little bit. It's a bit heavy, so I don't know, you know, if, if I was not going on a 15-day trip, <laughs> you know, yeah. like a couple of days I'd take it. But, yeah, uh, um, yeah what does it say? Three-mode LED lantern, uh, static and SOS. Broad flood-based lantern light illuminates a large area. So, yeah, you can sit this down and stick it in your tent and it'll light yeah. up your tent. A compass. Two collapsible stainless steel drinking shot glasses. Custom high-quality aluminum VSSL bottle opener. 10-ounce or 300-mil beverage container. And a hidden compartment can be used as a third shot cup or hold other items. Hmm. And it comes with a spare gasket, too, just in case. So I picked that bad boy up. We'll have to give that one a whirl. I've been looking at it for a while, and I don't really spend my money on stuff like this. But I figured, ah, you know what? Help a brother out, buy some stuff from him, and uh, it's one less thing I need to worry about not buying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the biggie, though, right here, my hot little hands. Kawartha Highlands, Massasauga. West French River and the Killarney camping maps from Unlostify. I meant to get some of those maps from uh, Decky and Jeffrey, but uh, I just, I was running around, it was too busy, so I'm just going to order them online. They were lined up. Yeah, I saw that. I couldn't, I couldn't get near the table. I had to leave the uh, symposium there for a couple minutes to go use the facilities. And as I'm walking back, I'm thinking, <gasps> There's nobody here. <laughs> <laughs> was Jeffrey still there? He didn't yeah. go and watch. No, no, action? they were they were down watching. But uh, no, I got up there pretty quick at one point yeah. when they were there. Yeah. Before everybody else got there. Yeah. And uh, grabbed the four, four maps. Now I hear he's going to have the Algonquin map coming out. Oh yeah. And uh, Tomogamy map coming out. Perfect. Whether that happened, I don't know. We'll see. But I think he said it's not. It's not be soon. Like in the fall or something. Yeah. 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 It's not like next week. Yeah. I think it's going to be in the fall. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if you, did you see them or not? I did. It's, uh, they're, uh. Glow in the dusk. Yeah. Like very vibrant. Are they ever? Um, and, and they've got the roots mapped out, different colors for difficulty. It's all waterproof. It's waterproof. The back, you can, the, one side's the planning map that you can do your right stuff on with a dry erase marker. Yep. And the other side is your, um, your canoeing map. Yeah. So when you're out on the trip, you uh, you actually have it with you. But yeah, it's like, wow, definitely something to see. Uh, I was happy to get these and uh, definitely be planning some route uh, with those. Yeah. Uh, Mike from Badger Paddles was there. He had uh, four canoes from Swift. Right yes. across, he was set up right, right across from our booth. Yeah. Uh, so we had some, the uh, paddle oil. You bought, oh, you bought the Badger paddle oil. That's right. Uh, he had a 14-foot prospector solo. They had. They were all solo canoes. They had. Yes. Uh, the Kuwaitan, a pack boat, and the new cruiser. That was the one. Uh, that was the new. Yeah, that was that was that's a nice looking boat. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of funky, too funky for me though. It's a weird shape yeah, to the gunnels. Yeah, it's got the weird shape, and yeah, with all the 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 lightweight aluminum tubing yeah. or whatever. 
it just doesn't appeal it's to me. It's pretty wacky. Yeah. If I was a racer, it would be perfect. It would be yeah, perfect. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, that really, really didn't do it for me. Um, so that was, yeah, so that was the Ontario Backcountry Canoe Symposium. It was pretty good. Well put on. David Bain did a, a great job again. He always does. With all, fantastic. All the, yeah. Well, he had uh, paddling and that was helping him this year yes. as well and, yeah. and whatnot. So yeah. they all uh, did quite a good job. It was a really good lineup again this year. Mm-hmm. On the Sunday, we hooked up with, well, a bunch of people hooked up with Backcountry Custom Canoes. Uh, they did a demo day. Which in was Cambridge. I had been looking forward to, but unfortunately, it was wickedly cold. It was cold. a tad nipply on the Sunday. I I wasn't expecting such cold temperatures. I no. didn't have the it right was biting, Brit- yeah. like bitter, bitter. So bitter. I I didn't go out in the water. I just wasn't didn't wasn't feeling it that day. It was just too cold. You know what? It was it was cold, it, windy, windy, yeah. windy, 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 and you know at this time of year, if you if you don't have the dry suit and all that, you, yeah. Especially with a boat you don't know. Oh, exactly. Like, I'm thinking, Just, man, if I tip that thing over, like, I, I don't have a full change of clothes. I only yeah. brought one pair of pants with me for the whole weekend. I thought, man. And you're not driving home nude in my truck. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I got to draw a line somewhere. You, sir, are not getting in my truck naked. <laughs> Just, just sorry. You better hop the bus. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be totally nude. I'd just be pantsless. Pantsless. <laughs> Might as well be nude, dude. <laughs> um... So, at the we, we saw what he had there. Um, his he had a, a couple of solo canoes there. Yeah, yeah. Which were yeah. everybody wanted Could, uh, to take out, right? He had the, the brookie. Um, which one's the brookie? Like he Louise's that was uh, twelve. That was an Aurora. That was Aurora. I do, yeah, hers is the Aurora, I think, and then the brookie was the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are the ones everybody wanted to take a little. Yeah, little uh, thing. It's funny because I was talking to John. John's the guy that that owns uh, Backcountry Custom Canoes. Yeah, and Mike Burns was there. He joined us as well. Yes, and he wanted to take out a couple of these just to see mm-hmm. how you know. And he went up and around the corner, and John says, "Yeah, he's up there. He's probably going to take out a measuring tape." And, <laughs> and I just look at him. Don't worry, he's already taken all the pictures. <laughs> 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 so Mike's fascinated with these. He just loves these. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so they, they had the two, two uh, the Aurora and the uh, the Brookie there. And uh, Martin Pine was there taking them out. There was a couple other people taking them out. Um, and they, yeah, they everybody seemed to love them. The wind was coming up pretty good too. Um, spun them around a few times. Yes. And you can see they were kind of in a little bit of a, There's just because a they were so light. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, uh, yeah, they don't stick in the water like a normal heavier canoe, right? Yeah. You definitely need to add some gear. Uh, I, yeah, it's uh, a little bit harder to... Once you get used to it, once you're carrying some gear, if you're not in the heavy wind, it's perfect, right? Yeah. Did he have the Laker there, the the tandem? There was a tandem there. there was, okay, so yeah. he did have a Laker yeah. there. Uh, I, I, did, I don't know why I don't remember seeing he it had, there. Uh, what he had, uh, one, two... He had the three plus three. the kayak. Yeah. Was there four canoes in the kayak or three co- canoes in the kayak? Three. He had a lot of Because there's two right down at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. And the one they were launching over in the yeah. uh, little down from there. Yeah. Because it was a sort of a sheltered, flat, yeah, it was, nice he, area. He came in with two. Louisa mm-hmm. brought one and Fraser brought one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the Laker is the tandem one. Yeah. Um, but that, again, nice and light and everything's nice and light. 
And then he had the sea kayak. They do do the needle, which is kind of odd looking. It's it really looks pointy, like eh? a traditional, a, kind of a traditional uh, uh, Inuit kayak type thing. Mm-hmm. It almost looks like it should be made out of uh, walrus bone or something. Well, they both do, except the other one's got a hatch on it, right? The bay's yeah. end has yeah. the hatch on it. It's a sea kayak. And the sea kayak he brought, the, the bay's end, 17 feet long. Yeah. 30, 34 pounds or something. Yeah, it was, I, I'd put it 30, 35 to 40 pounds. Mm-hmm. It's, I asked him, I said, how much does it weigh? He says, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'd, I'd put it, uh, we'll call it 38 pounds. Um, yeah, you can, you, he will make you one of these kayaks anywhere between 15 and 18 feet long. Yeah. 22 to 24 inches uh, wide, 12 to 14 inches deep, 35 to 40 pounds. Yeah. So I got to think if, if 15 feet is 35 pounds, 18 feet is 40 pounds, I got to figure 37, yeah. 38 pounds That's for this fair, one. I guess. Um, high volume Euro shaped sea kayak, plenty of rocker for playing and surf when empty and enough payload and length to make it a good tripper. Comes equipped with a large overall rear hatch and 31 inch cockpit, making it ideal for larger paddlers. The design is scalable down between 15 feet and 18 feet to custom fit paddlers of all sizes. And it looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, is it Dre? Dre? Drea? I, I honestly don't know how to pronounce her name. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's... She took it out for a, yeah. a little spin and said uh, it was too big for her. Yeah. Well, she's a tiny woman. Yeah. And so... they both said, yeah, it would be more yeah. my size. Mm-hmm. It'd, be, it'd be so good for <clears throat> someone my size. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they were saying I'm tall or I've got a fat ass. I, don't, <laughs> I didn't ask. So, uh, yeah, we're sitting there talking about it. And then uh, John says, so you're going to take this off my hands and take it home and give it a whirl? And I hemmed and hawed for about 30 seconds and uh, <laughs> said, well, let me go put the roof racks on the truck. <laughs> so <laughs> it's sitting in my garage right now. Yes. Uh, we're going to take that for a good paddle, give it some some good paddle in this uh Various points of water and yep. see how, how good it is. How long um, do you have it for? He didn't say. Huh? I'll wait till he tells me to, Bring hey, can I have it back now? <laughs> Three years from next Friday. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, you know what? We'll, we'll give it a good run in different places. Yeah. Hit, uh, I want to hit around here, hit Lake Ontario, hit yeah. Georgian Bay, uh, some of the streams, some of the deeper rivers. Uh, I want to hit some rough water with it. Mm-hmm. See how well it puts up there. Cause, well, because we're, we're joking there. Um I said, yeah, it looks just like an Inuit kayak. So I'm going to stop at Marineland on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> and get myself some walrus. Get, me, get myself something anyway. <laughs> see those walrus, a whale maybe. You know, check it out. See how it feels. Uh, but yeah, so I'm going to we're gonna give that a whirl and uh, see what we can do with it. Well, now that you have two of them, maybe I can borrow one and go with you. Ah. Yeah. Because you don't want to use your little white water one out there. Well, it's for white water. It's not good on flat water. Oh, this is good for white water. It doesn't track. They're all good for white water. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've been trying to get a... I was looking at a a dry top. Yeah. No one's got them in. (laughs) So I have a feeling I'm going to end up with a full-on wet suit or dry suit. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's kind of human and high. I don't really want it to... Have you Full found anybody on, who sells them storefront? Because you were telling dry me dry suits. Yeah, 
Like the full-on suit? Something you could try before Oh, you yeah. Buy. You can get the dry suits mm-hmm. everywhere, but you can't get just Not the, the dry top. No, you got to order them online, which I'm kind of iffy on doing. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to get one that's either way too big. Yeah. You know, fits two people. Mm-hmm. Or way too small, and I can't <laughs> breathe in it. So, uh, yeah, I, I gotta, I'm going to get... I'm probably going to end up with a dry... Whole dry suit. So, ah, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the other fellas that I've been, uh, just to switch subjects now, um, I've been trying to chat with him for a while now. Uh, it just doesn't seem to work out when I want to get a hold of him. Tim McDonough. He's with the Kirk Whipper Voyager Center up near, it's Connaught, just east of Timmins. Timmins. Yep, up by Timmins. Right? Um... He was at the Ontario Backcountry Canoe Symposium mm-hmm. in all his Voyager yes. outfit. and I've seen him before. Yeah? I'm sure I've seen he him He looked before. familiar. Yeah. He, must, we, he must have been at another event or something. We've I'm, been yeah, at. I'm thinking we've, we've met him before. I just didn't realize who yeah. he was. There was a couple of people I've met that I've been wanting to talk to, and I chatted with them and didn't realize, just didn't clue in who they were okay. this weekend. And I'm just like, oh, I was talking to him. you got to be <laughs> kidding me. So... <laughs> Anyway, uh, that was my, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> so we've been trying to hook up and we're, I want to get him on the show. I think I'm, we're going to end up doing a phone interview or something with Tim. 2018 True North Voyager Brigade, August 20th to 26th, 2018. Um, they're looking at, and see, I'm just looking at stuff. They've, they're looking at doing a five-year goal with these Voyager canoes. This year, four hundred and fifty bucks for yeah. six days. Okay, which realistically, it's not too bad. You get a long sleeve T-shirt, True North Voyager Brigade 2018 crest, campground washroom, water, hydro for phone and camera, firewood, breakfast, supper each day, entertainment on two evenings, marketing and scouting. Entry fee for sightseeing stuff, polar bear habitat, a pioneer village, wildlife wagon rides, five museums. That's a really good price. And transportation during the brigade and canoe rental. Huh. That's a good price. That's a good price. Not included. Lunch and beverages while canoeing daily. It's your crew's responsibility and alcoholic beverages. Yes, of course. That's that's, That's a going thing. 2018, they are doing the headwaters of James Bay. Five museums, polar bear habitat, which we've been at uh, in in Cochrane. Uh, Heritage Village, meeting up with 1,500 trappers throughout the province of Ontario. Voyager Banquet at Cedar Meadows and the Great Canadian Kayak Challenge and Festival. Wow. And when, when is that this year? This year, August. In August. Yeah, the, the end of August, 20th to 26th. Um, so that's is they've got all these different things they're trying to do 2019 the Tomogamy region 2020 the Tomiskaming region 2021 French River region 2022 Trent Severn Waterway and they're hoping to be at the new Canoe Museum in Peterborough for 2022 yeah and all these brigades are to honor Kirk Whipper okay right so that's cool this year and the and one of the things they're they're talking about is never before, never again, fortieth anniversary of the Kirk Whipper Voyager Center project, fiftieth anniversary of the Timmins Fur Council, 
24th anniversary of the OFMF, which is the Ontario Fur Managers Federation. Mm -hmm. 10th anniversary of the Kayak Challenge and Festival. 125th anniversary of Ontario Parks. Huh? That's this year. Yep. That's going to be a busy year. <laughs> so they're they're doing all these things, and then you're you know now, promoting you have, all of this. Do you have to dress up as a uh, voyageur? To I don't think so, but that'd be kind of cool to do it. I want that sash and the hat. Yeah. Um, clothing program will allow every participant to look at like a member of the true brigade. Oh, the clothes are based on voyageurs of the past. In three years, our brigade will be dressed from head to toe. So I guess they're building it up as, as you go. Yeah. But you can get one of the shirts in that, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's pretty uh, pretty cool. What are you doing this August? We should go. Mm, <laughs> Tomogamy. <laughs> but the, he's, he gave me, he passed me off all yeah. this literature so that I can take a look at it and we'll, we'll uh, chat with him. Uh, but the schedule, yeah, August 20th, you do all your registration and your meetings and all that. August 21st, breakfast at Connaught City Hall, Matheson, Thelma Miles Historical Museum, canoe launch at Black River, boat launch, lunch at the Cour de Bois campground, uh, arrival at Iroquois Falls, a presentation, walk through the arena and, and Iroquois Falls Pioneer Museum, supper at the station, then return back to Kip Whipper, Kirk, Kirk Whipper Voyager Center. I'm trying to read this way too fast. <laughs> uh, then there's crew meetings and campfires. The next day, same same sort of thing, except you're launching on a different river. You're going somewhere else. Okay. It looks like each day you're paddling somewhere else and seeing different yeah. museums and stuff like that. But that goes on for, yeah, like the, what, the, the six days. That sounds and really that's cool. that's really cool. So I'm looking forward to talking to Tim. Um... Yeah, Kirk Whipper Voyager Center, the True North Voyager Brigade. So that's this year out of uh, the Kirk Whipper uh, Voyager Center up way, way, way up near Timmins, Cochrane. Hmm. Just, yeah, just east of Timmins in Connaught. Um, yeah, looking forward to uh, chatting with uh, Tim about that. So we're going to hook up and do a little phone conversation. And yeah, yeah. Let him explain everything about it and why we should be doing this because you know it, it is cool especially if you can get in the big the big uh, voyager 50 foot voyager canoes and stuff like that well i don't know about the 50 feet are they not 50 feet no uh 30 feet yeah something 30, like that maybe it's 50 feet you don't know you're not the boss of me <laughs> no tight turns <laughs> well there's there's such popular thing to do they just had to add an extra 20 feet 50 feet yeah yeah, it's one of those big, rare 50-footers. Yes. <laughs> that's, why, that's how they used to carry the horses up there, you know. <laughs> they put the horses and the cows in there. Yes. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, so, yeah, we're looking forward to that one. Uh, what else do I got on our list here? It's an, oh, I got an email okay. from MSR. Okay. You know, I've been looking at a, at a new tent. Yes. For uh, Trace and I to go out this year. Yep. And I was looking at all these Eureka ones and stuff like that. I got an email from MSR because I'm on their, I'm on a few different mailing e lists. Mail, and yeah, exactly. People send me, oh, look what these guys are selling now and that these guys are selling now. The MSR Hubba Tour. There's the one, two, and three. Yeah. I've, I'm contemplating the three, but I think I'll get the two. The two... <laughs> it's it's really cool looking. Yeah. 
750 bucks. But the three is only a bit more. It's well, I think I couldn't find a, a price for the three, but I got to think it's going to be 100, 150 bucks more. Well, the tour, okay, well, this might be an American website, but the tour two here it shows that the 649, the tour three is 749. So I had an extra 100 bucks onto yeah. this, or 100, 100. Yeah, so so you're looking at 850, yeah. 900 bucks. Depending, and really, it depends on the weight. Mm-hmm. when you compare the two but like i always like extra three to space. five pounds i like, always like this extra space yeah. for a three-man tent but as if you bring the dog with the hubba tour yeah it's your regular dome picture dome tent yeah but picture a garage sticking out from the side exactly yeah so it, a vestibule it's it's a massive vestibule the same height as the tent out an extra what is it? 58 inches. Yeah. So, so the, the tent itself is 88 by 52. Mm-hmm. And then on the 52, add an extra 58 inches of storage space, yep. a vestibule. It's that fun. you can put all your gear in. You can sit in there, you know, like on the ground, of course. Yep. You could actually cook in there. I don't know if that I would cook in there. I don't, I don't, I don't know. You depends on how careful much about your ventilation yeah. and stuff, right? Um, Designed with added space, protection, livability for two people on self-supported adventure tours. Tent makes life on back roads easier to sustain day after day. Yep. Now, everything that they were showing on the site here is a um, um, couple of guys on bikes. Yes. But this would be perfect for canoe trips, oh, kayak absolutely. trips, all that sort of stuff, right? Exoskeleton design helps the interior stay dry during setup to its ultra-durable extreme shield trademark uh coating that helps keep out the wet this tent handles the weather with comfort to spare large vestibule offers convenient transition zone from outside to inside as well as protected space for gear while a second large door gives direct access to the main tent so you open the zipper you get into the vestibule close it you can you know take off your wet clothes or whatever there's even a partial floor in the vestibule yeah 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 there's a partial floor so you can put stuff on there. You can get out of wet clothes or whatever, take yeah. your shoes off and all that. But you're 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 covered. Yeah, you, it's and like, then you can get into the actual tent. There's a big door that you go yeah. unzip and get into the tent. So you're getting into the tent. You're dry. Your yeah. shoes are off. You know, yeah, all exactly. that sort of stuff. All your gear is outside. So realistically, the only things that should be in the tent is you, 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 your sleeping bags yeah. and your sleeping pads. Exactly. So you don't have all that crappy you don't gear. have yeah you don't have all the dirty stuff you don't have your shoes in, in there the you don't have a, ba- a bag in there with clothes yeah. because it's all right outside yeah. in your vestibule like a massive vestibule yeah i love the design it's a really fantastic design it really yeah oh yeah yeah uh large hooped vestibule provides a dry protected area for changing clothes lounging and storing and prepping gear two easy access entrances so there's that one entrance that gets in from the vestibule yeah but if you're outside, there's a zipper on the fly part of the tent. Yes. That you can unzip, and there's a uh, on the end of the tent. There's a door. So you don't have the to outside. go through. The so you don't have to go through the vestibule. Yeah. So if you were just wanted to throw some gear inside the tent proper, yeah. you don't have to go in through the vesti- and, yeah. vestibule and all yeah. that, right? Yeah. Or if you really got to go pee in the middle of the night, <laughs> yes, <laughs> straight out the end of the yeah. tent. Um. Two easy access entrances, multiple gear storage solutions, and an internal glow-in-the-dark zipper. 
Yes, I saw that on their website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lo- there's the there's the uh, webbing pockets in the in the tent and all that sort of stuff as well. So 88 inches long by 52 inches long, and then you add the vestibule for another 58 inches. The Hubba Tour Two is four pounds 13 ounces. The three is like five pounds. Five pounds six ounces. Six ounces, yeah. Um, and they, they they say you know you throw a, a footprint on there as well. You get the footprint. Thirty two square feet on the floor area. Twenty D ripstop nylon are the the canopy fabric. The rain fly. The floor is thirty D three thousand millimeter extreme shield. That sort of stuff. If you go to msrgear.com, there's a video there and the overview of the 2018 Hubba Tour Tents. They are pretty cool. It's a, it's, I I really like the design. You know, and that's what caught my eye today. It's just like, you know what? This is perfect. Because honestly, if you had somebody show up unexpected, they could sleep in the vestibule. Yes. Yeah. Your dog could sleep in the vestibule. Yeah. So you're not getting the dog's dirty muddy everything yeah, exactly. inside the yeah. tent and your sleeping bags and that yeah you just throw a, a blanket down for them yeah. or not even there's your ground there's your yeah. spot enjoy it's a nice right yeah it's perfect so like i i thought you know i was looking at some of these because my tents right now no vestibules yes none of my tents have vestibules so i'm thinking the next tent i have is going to have a small vestibule mm-hmm. well now i'm looking at this i'm thinking well, <laughs> fantastic <laughs> 750 bucks though. It's, it's a little pricey, but, but but you're you're getting a quality tent. You are. It's going to last. There's you're going to use it for a lot of different trips and stuff yeah. like that and very versatile and realistically you you don't need to bring a tarp. Yes. Right? If yeah. if if yeah. I mean, yeah, if you need to get out of the sun, leave the zipper open and just go sit mm-hmm. in there. Anybody who's cheaped out and bought a cheap tent or anything cheap in the past, you learn your lesson, right? And you want to you want to kind of, well, I, it reminds me of my brother when he first moved back to Canada from Ireland, he, uh, moved back with his three boys. And so they bought, he went to, uh, Walmart. He just mm-hmm. said, Oh, I'm just going to get a tent. He went to Walmart. It, the tent came. <laughs> so it was a package for $99. He got a tent, two pillows, two chairs, two sleeping bags, <laughs> All for $99. <laughs> and it weighed 5,000 pounds. He said on the first night, it rained. So we're that, I think they were at a KOA campground or something. Anyways, it rained the first night. They went and found the ranger and uh, immediately rented one of the cabins that were available. <laughs> <laughs> I went on a canoe trip. I had one of the original dome tents. It was old. Still worked, though. Yeah. I did not have time to check it out from the year before. I said, it shouldn't be an issue. It was dry when yeah. I packed it away, the whole deal. Grabbed it, threw it in. I didn't realize it was sitting next to my motorcycle battery, oh. which leaked. Oh. So when I set it up, there was this beautiful acid holes oh. through my tent. <laughs> it's like, son oh, no. of a... Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so... Go to msrgear.com, yes. check out the video, and tell me this does not look cool. Now, the one confusing thing about the this MSR site, about this tent, 
there is a recent customer review. It's a five-star review. Let <laughs> me give this tent a five-star rating from Bob. Ready for bad weather? Uh, great, great size for those days you're stuck on a bad weather, bad, weather bad day. day on a tour. Yeah. No, I would not recommend this to a friend. So he says, too, there, I think it's a, because if you click on the on the actual, <laughs> if you click and look right directly at the, on its own yeah. page, it doesn't show that. It's, <laughs> yeah. it, Bob gives it five, five thumbs up, says it's perfect for a rainy day, but I'm not going to yeah. tell any friends about this. Two thumbs up. Don't buy it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, check that one out. Anyway, I think that's. That's about it. Yes. We've we, yapped for... We never had our commercials. No commercials, no <laughs> nothing. Thanks to all our sponsors. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's what I know about that. <laughs> so uh, if you want to find out more about Derek and myself, you can find us on paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. You can find our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, which is Player FM, or Player FM, which is Google Play. Yes. And our episode page on Paddling Adventures Radio. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.